0: Welcome back to The Francisca Show, a Jewish coffeehouse podcast, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I am Francisca, a singer, composer, music producer, coach, and also your host. Moadim <laughs> lesimcha. This episode is a special episode. It's all about the Lori song that you may have seen about a week and a half ago. I hope you've enjoyed it and if you haven't yet, please do share it. And also, if you haven't yet seen my new song with Esther Press, Hamakom, it was created and produced in the memory, in the honor of Elisheba and Israel, the couple that perished exactly two years ago on Pesach halmoid Please do check it out. Please share it. And do reach out to me with comments and feedback, as you have been. Also, stay tuned for a Kol Isha a cappella playlist that will be coming out after Pesach. And yes, I have a surprise for you on it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today with us we have Chayra Chalipsker, co-founder of the Los Angeles Jewish Ladies Chorale. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so great to have you. We're doing a special episode today because we are releasing this at the same time or in conjunction with a production that has been probably the most massive Jewish from female production that has been done in the Colisha market ever, at least with so many separate individuals and artists. I'm sure choirs have been done before. Anyway, I'm going to give over the mic to you and allow you to elaborate more on this project.
1: So I'll dive right in. So I'll first explain the connection between myself and the project. So last Pesach, as many heard about in the news, Lori Kay, who is a participant of the Chabad of Poway Shoal, she was unfortunately killed by a terrorist attack at the Shul on the last day of Pesach. When she was, she went to Shul to daven for her mother, who had just recently passed away. It was her first time. And she, against her greater judgment, she decided to go and pray for her at the Yisker services. And just at that moment, a an anti-Semite walked in with a full rigged gun and started shooting. And Lori happened to be the person that got killed. And it was a huge tragedy for the community, for the family. And uh, I—that that is actually my uncle and aunt's shoal. We are very close to them. I grew up in Los Angeles, and we spent countless shabbasim and holidays and vacations at their shoal and got very close to the community. And Lori... She was very close to the family. She was that person. I'm sure everybody who's part of any kind of community knows that one person that is the powerhouse, the one that keeps the community together, the one that will give her sweater off her back to someone. She was a vibrant person, a real Jewish role model in terms of giving of herself, having that dynamic, multitasking, just superwoman on steroids. And when I say steroids, I mean because she was able to handle it, but also keep it so together and be there for everyone, whether they were family, whether they were friends or strangers. She was known to be so embracing to everyone who she met. She supported no matter who you were. And so you could imagine how somebody that was of so much importance to everyone that knew her got killed. It left a very big hole, a gaping hole for all those who knew her and all those who've heard of her. And at her levaya, at the memorial service after, a lot of people were speaking about things that no one knew about her, such as her secret chesed and tzedakah that even her family did not know about. People came up and said, you don't know me, but Lori has been helping me for the last 20 years for, you know, financially. And her family was just in awe, continuing to hear about her greatness. And one of the people in the audience was Gila Sachs, who is a choir member and also on the administrative team. She was there to support Lori's sister, Randy Grossman, who is her boss and who works as the director of High Lifeline in Los Angeles. And Gila sat there listening and crying and saying, how could Hashem do this to anyone? And how could Hashem do this to somebody who was such a strong backbone for so many people? And she was inspired by everything she heard and decided, I want to write a song about her. It really started off as a poem. And then we talked about turning it into a song that we can make as a tribute and sing to the family and to the community in Poway. And together with our musical arranger, Ita Rabinowitz, Gila created a poem and Ita created a melody and it became a song, which we now call, we've been calling it the Lori song. But for technical reasons, professionally, we are going to call it Lori. And so we took that beautiful song, which is so, it's so full of heart and soul. And we made it into a choir song with beautiful harmonies. And our goal was to sing it to Chabad of Poway community. And we scheduled the date a few months after that to go out to Chabad of Poway and sing it for the community. And the first time that we got together to practice that song, which was, we've all heard it at home and learned it for a month before, but when we all came together to sing it the first time, we couldn't stop crying, not one member. It was just full of tears, our director and the choir members and the hosts that allows us to use our home for rehearsals. It was just a very, very emotional rehearsal. And we even thought, how are we going to sing this to women live? It's not going to get easier. Uh, But with practice and with using some techniques to help us, we were able to get past the first rehearsal. And um, we ended up singing it at the end of October at Chabad of Poway. And it was extremely emotional. Lori's sister and daughter were there as long as very, very close family and friends from the community. And it was a different experience. We've never experienced such a thing before. And since then, we've been asked by different communities to sing that song that they've heard because they all felt like they were Lori's sister, which is exactly how she represented herself in the world as, I'm your sister. Doesn't matter who we are. We're all there for each other. We're all humans going through life. And we have to be there for each other. And so we've gone on a journey of singing it for different communities, different Chabad houses. And we've always had the same reaction. Women were crying in the audience, even those who did not know the story. Some were completely unaffiliated, very secular. And then they heard about it and they said, this is somebody who I feel so close to after hearing the song. And we came up with this idea sometime after we sang it at Chabad of Poway, where what if we collaborated with other from female singers and musicians and made a beautiful music video to touch even more people because it's being it's so receptive and people are so moved by the song that why should we just let it sit with the los angeles and greater
0: area communities when we sing it live why don't we make it available for anyone sorry we got disconnected so could you start from the sentence instead of just doing it for So we thought about
1: how instead of just singing it to local communities live, why don't we put something together where many more women throughout the world have access to it? They could watch it on a music video. They could listen to it on audio because we felt like it was such a transformational song. We have to share it. And so the idea that Gila and I came up with was, why don't we reach out to other from female singers? So first we thought, how are we going to do that? we don't know anybody personally. And so I decided I'm just going to leave my you know, shame on the side and go straight for the kill because it's for the sake of the song and touching more women and it's not me personally. So I had the courage to reach out to singers who I've never spoken to, who I've always admired. And I sent either text messages or instant uh, DMs on Instagram. And every single singer that I reached out to responded, it would be my pleasure. And as I reached out to more and more singers, I was so blown away by the way I looked at it was, this is Lori orchestrating, because people feel so drawn to the cause. People feel like they want to be a part of it. And everybody was so willing to just, yes, I'll do it on my time, on my dime, and as I continued through this journey with Gila and then gathering the rest of the women, we were so getting so excited about it and it became, it started becoming a reality and we had a music track made and everybody recorded themselves in studio. And then we had video added and we are very, very close to the end. And right now we have a beautiful music track, which, puts every singer at a certain part of the song and the video producer is having to match up the audio with the video that each person sent her. It's definitely a tedious project and every single person involved in this project is working as volunteers, including the producers, which is beyond amazing to us. And we've actually updated Lori's sister, uh, Randy. Throughout the process. And every time that we get together with her and give her updates, she just cries and says, this is all Lori. There's no question about it. She's not necessarily uh, religious in the same community. And for her, this is blowing her away that, from women, are willing and happy to be part of such a project that takes time and takes money. And for someone who they never knew personally, and it's so comforting to her and her family to know and she's excited about the release and looking forward to it. So that is what we're up to. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, this by the time this comes out, the video hopefully will be ready. So I just want to make that disclaimer. Yeah. Also, <laughs> all the questions I would have asked, I feel like you've answered them. So I'm just going to ask you to be a little more detailed about the actual process of you know, anyone listening here who potentially is trying to do a project of their own or would like to do a project of their own, what, in, what goes into a project like this? And I just want to say when you did reach out, to me, you sounded like a pro, did not sound like you were <laughs> nervous at all, but we already had a relationship going, I think, at that point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little more about that process. So
1: I will say that you – have to feel very confident, even secretly, to be able to reach out to people who are on a celebrity level. But I will also say that as I've gotten to know artists, I realized that artists (laughs) are just like you and me. They are exactly like you and me. They have lives, they have challenges, they're very normal. And as I learned that early on in the process and I remember sharing it with other choir members who were so intimidated by the fact that I was talking to some of these artists and I said, they're just like us. You'll see, you know, you guys, you could be best friends with them. You don't feel that intimidation once you realize that. And I feel like that's what was helping me get through the process.
0: So hold on, hold on. But haven't you figured that out by listening to this podcast that these women are regular women?
1: (laughs) Well, let me be honest, until I only started listening to the podcast after you told me about it, which was a little oh, bit into after. this process. Okay. And then I've fallen in love with the podcast and told my friends and family and everyone in the choir about it. And so it absolutely gives that, it, it definitely gives that impression to the listener. However, being in personal contact with all of the members of this collaboration, it gives me a whole nother outlook that you may not hear from the podcast because you're talking directly to them and you hear about their own life situations because there's a lot of like, oops, I didn't get it to you. I had this doctor's appointment because this kid has asthma and you're like, oh, my kid also does. Okay. Wow. We're (laughs) so alike. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it was an interesting thing for me to come to and realize. And it, it was nice. I personally have enjoyed the process, but I don't know if everybody would feel the same way because it is a big, big process when you're involving so many people who are creative and have different opinions (laughs) and everybody's opinion matters. It's not, one person is not more or less important than the next and so you want to be able to include everybody's opinions because that's really what a collaboration is all about it's not one person calling the shots it's everyone's ideas being put together and what i've learned through this process is if i was ever to do something like this again to have very very clear guidelines before i even get started and to make it clear to every member that this is what we're doing and we will include your opinions as much as possible And at the end of the day, really, the two producers, the audio and the video producer, they are the professionals that are putting it together. And their opinion really is what matters the most after everybody puts their opinions together. So being clear about that from the beginning is something that didn't happen. And, you know, we've gone through a lot of ups and downs. But what was beautiful about this project so far is that the members have really supported this and stuck together and understood. And anybody that was feeling frustrated would message me privately and we would go through the process, but it's very time consuming and sometimes very emotionally draining. And at the end of the day, I'm hoping that, you know,
0: all's well that ends well. Amen. I just want to mention how you said that if you do this again, you would have very clear guidelines uh, the way I look at it and something that I would do with a client is, you know, the first time doing any project, you don't know what what the process is going to look like. So you have to forgive yourself on a cert- certain level of not knowing what the process is going to look like the first time around. I mean, you, you can work with someone, and ask them, I mean, maybe you could reach out to whoever produced We Are The World <laughs> with all yeah. the s- stars out there. I'm sure they could have given you some... Great advice, but in general, when we embark on a new project, it it makes sense that we won't know what we're doing, and we will only know what we're doing the second time around, and we don't have those clear guidelines to begin with. So, what do you think for the first time is a message? My husband, uh, his favorite (laughs) his favorite speech or piece of advice at Chava brachos is, you know, the first time you go down a ski mountain or a skiing on a mountain and expecting not to fall is just a crazy expectation what makes you think your first year of marriage or your first fight or your first yam tovim with your in-laws won't bring up those challenges like expecting it to go perfectly is just unrealistic so I just want to encourage anyone out there who has big ideas or big dreams that you don't know what you're getting yourself into until you do it and I I know a little bit of the process that you're talking about that was emotionally draining or super time consuming, I believe you 100%. And I can't imagine all the work. And I mean, I can because I've done projects that have taken <laughs> every single uh, energy bit for me. So I just want to appreciate you and say kudos to you for putting up with and putting in all this time because you as you said, everyone did this on a volunteer basis as well as you did. And I just want to appreciate this moment and appreciate you for all the hard work you've put into this. I thank you so much. (laughs) And that
1: leads me to the next thought, which is that working with each of these members individually and as a group has really been an honor because the ladies were not demanding. There were lots of opinions that were shared privately and on the group chat. But I will say that overall, individually, I've gotten a lot of messages of thanks and we're so appreciative that you included me in this. And so that's really special because you would think that you know celebrities are so busy and they feel like their time is more valuable than others and they feel like they're doing you a favor, but it really felt in this case where they were thanking me for including them. And there was so much thanks and so much respect. And I felt like it was such an honor for me to be part of a group of women that are so talented and so gifted and giving of their time. So there's that, there's that extra, what they have and what you have is that chesed, which a lot of people in the entertainment business may forget about or feel like they're above. And in this case, every single woman in this collaboration really had that humility and that to me is so important. And that's why we're still together as a group and still pushing to the end because even though everybody has so many opinions and everybody is important, there's still that humility and there's still that, you know what, we're going to give in because this is a project of unity and this is a project, a collaborative project. And at the end of the day, I want to be part of a project that includes so many from women for such a beautiful lady that we're singing in tribute to. So that part was very special.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So can you, let's go back to the process of it. Let's just quickly go through what entails, what entails in a project like this. What is entailed?
1: Honestly, I really was flying by my pants. (laughs) I did not go into it thinking, okay, let's make a list of things that we need to do and check it off the list. I happen to be a very systematic, organized person. And I went into it thinking the first step is reach out to all the artists. And then I made a list of the names of all the artists. There were other artists that I reached out to that were not available or never got back to me. And then once we got started, we started a WhatsApp group and everybody was given clear instructions about what the process will be, which is first, everybody is going to get the music track sung so that they could learn it. And then everybody is to send me their own vocal track recorded in a studio with the music, but raw track. Once everybody sent over the raw track, then it began the mixing process where the vocals with the music track were mixed together. And then the next step was the vocals with the music track were placed onto, in order of placement onto the track. So, again, this is where the audio producer placed each voice where they sounded best in the song and where the song, the feeling of the song came through. And it was a brilliant job that the producer, who I would like to give public credit to, Izzy Dreham, he goes by the name Izzy DJ. He's pretty famous here in Los Angeles and growing. And he was also so honored to be part of it. That was his own words, which is just such a blessing for us. And he's so talented, has a great musical ear, and did such a phenomenal job of placing the vocals on the track. And the next step after that, the, the members of the collaboration listened to it, agreed to the way that their voice sounded. Some people reached out to me privately and said, I don't know, this needs a little more mixing. The flow is not so great of just my particular part. And then Izzy fixed it and they were happy. It was a pretty seamless process at that point. And since then, there have been different things that Izzy has been working on in the studio to mix and master so that after everybody's voices were placed, there's tedious work after that. There's also harmonies being added on. And at the same time, the video producer now is starting to take all of the videos that were sent to her, which, let me backtrack, after everybody recorded their voices, they hired professional photographers, videographers, they went to a, a location in their city that is somewhat of, you know, well known, uh, so that people would recognize it and say, oh, she's in Manhattan, she's from New York. And the vision behind going to a city or, or a state landmark is so that once people watch the video, they're able to see that these are women from around the world that are coming together to unite for this tribute. So it's not just, let's go to a beautiful background where there's trees and grass. Everybody chose a place that was a famous landmark. And then the videos were sent over to the videographer and she is matching up the video and audio. And I haven't even gotten to see yet what she's done. She's still working on it. But once she finishes that, hopefully The names and locations of each person will show up when they sing. There's going to be different graphics. Not necessarily will it be each person's video singing for the entirety of their part. There has to be every... The video producer explained to me that in order to keep people's attention, you cannot keep a screen on for more than five seconds. It has to cut to another angle or a different view. So I find that part to be the most interesting. I want to help her out even just for fun because for me, I'm very visual. So for me to be able to see a singer singing and then five seconds later, it turns and you see her walking and then five seconds later, you look, you see her watching, you know, looking straight at the screen, whatever the process is going to be, it's definitely going to be fun. And she's working on it right now as we speak.
0: So once, yeah. Did I answer your question about the process? Yes, absolutely. So this sounds so exciting. Um, I think, I, 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 as as you said, many women and everyone who was a part of this project really felt honored to be part of this project, and I'd like to say that I feel the feeling is mutual. I'm also very honored to have been part of this project. I'd love to just give you a little bit of the platform today, just so you could tell us a little bit about what you do and what your background is And we'll wrap up with that. Sure.
1: So I'll take the opportunity to talk about my choir because this is a podcast where you talk about music and art. And I will talk about my choir since this is a platform for music and art. And a few years ago, my youngest child had started part time preschool, and I was at a crossroads in my life where for the first time ever, I did not have a baby in the house, which was keeping me very occupied aside for being a full-time mom. And I have a child with special needs. So that just adds to my load of my daily work. And I'm a very, I'm an activist for children. So that's something that I'm very, I feel very strongly about. And I fight for the rights of my children and for the needs of kids that have special needs. So I do, um, outside of this, I also, guide mothers in Los Angeles that are clueless and don't know what kind of uh, state funding and what's available to them. And I help them just on the side. I feel like I've paved the way and I didn't have any help. And so people do call me pretty often and say, what do I do? I don't know how to get my kid into therapy or a school or, so that has been you know, somewhat of a side hobby. But as soon as my youngest child started preschool, I said, okay, It's time to kind of zoom in on me and my needs and my wants. And I've always been into music. My parents have been musical. We've always sung our whole life. My father was, you know, sang as a chazen. And I
0: always sang in choir. Okay, we got disconnected again. You always sing in choirs. Can you say it again? Sorry. You always sing in choirs.
1: I've always sung in choirs. I enjoyed it. When we had kumzits, I always sang the harmonies. And in high school and seminary, I see it says poor connection. Oh my goodness.
0: Should I move to another location? I think, I feel- I think we're almost done. So I, it was fine just now. Oh, okay. Now it's good.
1: And so I decided to focus in on the music and, um, I actually put up a post on this group called LA Jewish Mommies a few years ago. And I said, does there exist a Los Angeles Jewish ladies choir, like sort of like a church choir, but for Jewish women. And I got about 60 responses within two hours that all said, I wanna join one, I wanna join one. And I'm like, no, I wanna know if there's one that exists. I don't want to start one. (laughs) And somebody who I knew had tagged a mutual friend and she said, call this person. And I called this person, her name is Alexandra Blaker, who I kn- I did not know at the time. This was a mutual friend of ours that posted. I called up Alexandra and she said, I was just at a Kums' birthday party last night. And I asked the ladies, does there exist a choir for women? Cause I really want to sing. And it was literally the same moment that I had that thought. So we, we met and we got to know each other. And we realized that we're in the same place where we really want to, kind of follow our passion for singing. And long story short, we started this choir. We auditioned 40 women. We did not know what we were doing. We didn't have any professional music background. However, I should say that Alexandra has gone to college and learned, you know, majored in music arts. But we started a choir, this is in 2017. Season one was really overwhelming. We were, we were just doing everything on the fly. And then we reinvented our roles and for season two we had auditions again and we've been singing throughout Los Angeles and growing and getting more opportunities and then we are right now in middle of season three, we're already planning season four, which uh, we have a lot of fun information yet to come. And. That's where we are right now. It's an amazing program. It's a nonprofit where we sing for different communities and bring them joy. We offer a program where we we sing, we offer uh, explanations of the songs, and then we ask members to join us on stage for an encore at the end, which is really an interactive experience for them. And then we join them for dancing at the end. And we've had tremendous feedback from event hosts and even ladies that are in the audience when they come up to us after and a lot of them have tears in their eyes and they say you woke up my neshama or ladies that say i was going through a very tough time at home and this is giving me hope that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and these are just humbling experiences when people come up to us after and tell us how meaningful the music is because we sing from the heart and we sing jewish music that's based in it's biblical music or in the or in davening, whatever music that we choose. It's, it's a whole behind the scenes process that I didn't even mention that goes into running a choir, including arranging the music, choosing the music, arranging them for three-part harmonies is a process that Iter Rabinowitz, who I also we got disconnected for Ita
0: Rabinowitz. I need you to say it again. Sorry.
1: Okay. Etha Rabinowitz, is our musical arranger and composer and she and I met on the Facebook group called Isha where when we just started the choir before we even auditioned anyone I said we need to have music first and I posted something and she showed interest and then I told her about our our project and she said I would love to be part of it even though I have many kids Kaninahara, and many jobs but this is a dream of mine and literally in the middle of her night. I'm not joking. Three o'clock in the morning, she's awake preparing our music. She creates the harmonies. She arranges it so that the music and the harmonies all work well together. And I wake up every morning with messages from her that were sent in middle of her night. And she is, without Eta, we are nothing. Because before we started this whole process, I actually reached out to, I don't know if you've heard about Remy G, Remy Gurari. He is a musical arranger, a pretty famous musical arranger within the Frum community, and I asked him if he has any music that's arranged for women or for choirs, and he says, there does not exist Jewish music for women singers. You're going to have to make it from scratch. It will cost you about $1,500 a song. And we thought, like, it's over. Forget it. Our dream is crashing down, and it happened to be the same week I found Ita, and that was when our journey started. And. So Ita is a giant part of what we do. And she's been so involved, not only with music, she's also got a master's in computer science. So Ita helped put together our website and she continues to be you know, technical support. Anytime that we need help, anytime that something's going wrong, she's always there to help us. And she's also such great moral support whenever we have questions about, should we do this? Should we do that? What should we do? She's part of our admin team. So she brainstorms with us such brilliant ideas. She claims that she's not a fundraiser and she's not a marketing uh, programmer or anything like that. But she really drives all of our campaigns. She has the brains and she has the talent. And we are so fortunate and lucky to have Ita on our team, truly. Wow. And you have to also say she doesn't charge us. We send her whenever we get any kind of donation, we send it to her. But we are so lucky to have her because she gives up herself with no expectations of getting anything back, which is such a blessing. And our goal right now actually is to become a 501c3 so we can apply for grants and be able to cover costs like ETA and our choir director and sound engineering and sound production. All of these things are costly and we're always scrambling to get sponsors and it's not easy. It is not easy at all. So we're actually ready, we're getting ready to start a fundraising campaign, and we're hoping that we can get to a place where we can apply for grants.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this incredible project with us, talking about your choir and, and, and being a real fan of the show. You know, I thank everyone at the beginning, at the end for listening and for helping spread the word about it. Here's someone I am able and blessed to thank in person for being such a support system for sending personalized voice notes after every podcast. Sometimes they're <laughs> 10 minutes long, sometimes they're 15 minutes long, but it is so appreciated. <laughs> I'm so happy to. I know how
1: much feedback means to people that work hard because it also validates that all your hard work is going somewhere, even if just to one person, right? Like you've touched someone to the point where they want to tell you their thoughts about you. So I'm always happy to provide feedback.
0: And we lost you and we lost you again. Oh, you always love providing feedback.
1: I always love to provide feedback, I'm a big fan of feedback, I find that it's part of helping people move along and, and feel validated, even if it's a stranger, even if, you know, I've seen where celebrities or singers or anybody will share horrible messages that they get from total strangers on how it could pull them down, so imagine the opposite, where you can give somebody a small little note of praise or thanks for something that they're working so hard on, how far that could go, whether you're a stranger or somebody that you know. So it, it doesn't take a lot of time. And I'm pretty quick on my phone. So for me, it's like one second of my time could give somebody a full day of happiness. So why not, right? Well, but for I'm, you, I, I, I'm always inclined to share stuff with you. Not because why not,
0: because I really enjoy it. That's for me personally. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Chai Rachel. This has been such an honor and pleasure. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. I hope we really bring exposure and honor to this project and to all your projects that you you work so hard toward and that you volunteer and you you really put your heart and soul into what you do and you create. Thank you. And if I could leave our Instagram information
1: and website here. So yeah. if anybody so wants let me just to learn more about us. So where can people find you? So we have a website, which is www.lajlc.com. which stands for Los Angeles Jewish Ladies Chorale. And we're also on Instagram. We would love for you to follow us and watch our journey. Our Instagram handle is at LA underscore
0: JLC. So hope to see you there. And we'll post the links in the show notes as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Francisca. Thanks for sticking around until the end please do check out the songs the links are in the show notes also if you'd like to reach out to me please do i love hearing from you i love hearing your feedback and comments also we have just a few episodes of like these left until we are revamping the Francisca show a few changes are coming up this summer so stay tuned for that If you enjoyed this episode and any other episode, please do make sure to share this with your friends. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a five star review and come back. Check this out and make sure to check back in next week. This is Francisca and you've been listening to the Francisca show podcast, a Jewish coffeehouse podcast.